Chasing this money, it give me a rush. I am the shit and I still can't be flushed. Selling the six and I still can't be touched. Yeah. Raving rap bitches, eat them up for lunch. Moving that white like the Brady Bunch. Remo get on that mic. Yeah, yeah. yeah Remo get on, Remo get an interview. Yo, that shit gonna shake the fuck around. So if you feeling froggy, then leave. Yeah, what's up, what's going on? You already know the hog, everybody's like, oh, sh the f is yeah, this? Yeah, that energy. Yeah, what's up, what's going on? You already know when the hog go, my creators. Yes, we are in season seven. Jesus Christ, I think we're at episode 133. Episode 132. I had the lovely So Candy. She was dope. Had an amazing conversation. I got another dope artist. Another, yes, my creators, I know I do have another platform called Are You Remo Approved? But this gentleman right here, he does just more than just what he does with music. He does a lot of things. And this this is a long time coming. Like, this, I, listen, we, we've crossed paths in this industry many times. And many times we both have tried to just set it up, schedules conflicted and all that. But now we're definitely, definitely here. I got the one and only, I got Josh Jacobs in the building. Josh Jacobs, what's good, my brother? What's going on? What's going on? How you doing, Reed? Nah, nah, nothing. Chilling, 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 son. I'm just, you know, just here, you know, getting things out, you know, done. I'm back, you know, from, from tour. You know, I'm still on tour, but, you know, back from it, able to come and do the interviews and stuff like that for sure. Let's just get right to it, man. You've definitely been in the game for a minute, man. I've definitely seen you in the ranks. Uh, met you at eight, one of H2O's events. Um, shout out to H2O, you know what I'm saying? But that also, too, I've seen you in the circuit just grinding and doing it, do. In your heart of hearts, what do you feel you're missing from the stardom point? Like, what do you feel in your heart of hearts is left out of you or is missing out of you to get to that starting point? Um, you know, to, to be honest, um, I've always been chasing stardom since I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? That's obviously right. the map of what you, you know, search for as a kid. And I feel right. like, you know, in the, in my early years, there's a lot of knowledge and, and things that I didn't really know. I was, mm. you know, so into the aspect of, you know, creating and being an artist and I had a team and I had a PR and all that shit. So a lot of people were doing a lot of the behind the scenes work for me sometimes. And it was like, you know, I got all caught up in the hoopla, but never was really learning a hundred percent for myself, the business aspect of it. So um, for me, it's like, I never had a manager. A lot of this shit was done by myself. Everything was done from, from my own fruition. And, um, it, it 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 hurt a little bit because you know you got to do everything but at the end of the day once you start to learn that and you're getting older and you're evolving as a human being you're starting to understand how business works you understand how people work you understand how your your um your brand works you understand how your demographic works the geography free of where you're at works all of that shit combined and i feel like once I started to understand how to do those things and what I needed to do on the, on the back end of what I really wanted as a person and as an entity and as a business is when I pressed pause for a minute and I was like, okay, how can I change up my brand a little bit? What can I do to start to implement and, and do the things that I needed to do on the back end in order to catapult myself into a place that I want to be. And obviously my destination has changed. You know, back in the day, I always wanted to be the next Drake or the next Eminem. I feel like now I'm a little more content with doing what I love to do for a living. If superstardom comes with it, then that's great. Um, my whole outlook on life has changed from my perspective to the things that I deem as important for me 
And I, I hope, you know, that one day I will get to a point that would be nice if I get a, a lot more recognition. But honestly, I'm not searching for it. If it happens, it happens. The only thing that I have control over is my work ethic and what I do to get there. Now, that's what's up, man. I'm, de I'm definitely glad you touched on that because I definitely feel as a late right now with artists and entertainers in general, um, it's not really about stardom. It's like a weird entitlement that's close to stardom right? right now i'm not now i'm not going against a person's feeling or how they feel i mean that's just what it is but at the end of the day i think i think for me the way i look at it on a whole totality of the matter it's starting to really kind of mess up the industry because now it's you got people that are running the events and people that are doing you know of the special rooms and everything you know special rooms meaning like the rooms and network and everything like that they're starting right. to put people all in like one type of group and it's like nah that's bullshit to me you know what i'm saying and also too things is just getting convoluted with nonsense so that's the reason why i was asking you that um that question partake and then also too let's get let's also i want to ask you how do you how do you feel about the second quarter for you like what do you feel was potent what do you feel worked for you? And what do you feel was definitely missing that you wish that if you went back and thought about, ah, you know what, I should have did this better? I mean, like I said before, in reference to the business, it was like, you know, everything was centered around creativity for me, which is great. That, that, that doesn't go against the creativity aspect of it. But once you start to learn about how things really work, not only not only uh, in the business, but just financially and things that you want to get done in your future. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm 33 years old now. I'm not a young buck anymore. Back then it was a little bit easier, more lenient. Once you start getting into bills and, and your future is coming and the years are going by, it's like, damn, as an artist, you start, especially in this game, like hip, I, I think it was Andre 3000 said, you know, when hip, when hip hop is not hip anymore, when you're getting older, it's kind of start to feel like, yo, is this really for me? Is this something that I really want to continue doing? Um, and I've had moments a multitude of times um, and my purpose I feel has changed um, in my growth as a human being, as a man, as a person. And I feel like my growth at, at this point now is more in trying to hate, help others um, to better their lives, not only through my music, but through, but through my words, through my speech, through my actions and stuff like that. So, you know, going into different realms, aside from just music, you're doing podcasts, that's a realm. I want to get into eventually, you know what I'm saying? I want to do, um, I would like to do, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, write a book. I'd like to do motivational speaking. Um, things that I'm learning on the back end, because it's just all about that. It's about, it's about, it's about, um, you know, learning about investing. It's about learning about your future. It's about learning what an LLC is. Um, where I want to go with it, what is my main purpose in my and, and what I'm doing in my music. Obviously, it's to make me happy and to make my audience happy, but it's, is it to teach? Is it to try to um, have people relate to my life experiences? Is it about writing more about others, not just myself? Is it about you know, creating more fun experiences with my music, but also having a mess that maintain message that I want behind it that is going to 
make somebody's life more positive, teach somebody a lesson, shit like that. So I feel like I'm at that point in my career and in my life where I want to help others, not just, you know, be my, be me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, cool, I'm going to be me to the fullest, but I want to be myself and still help others. Because I feel like when you're in the artist realm, you start to become a little bit more egotistic sometimes. And it's like very me, right. me, me. Social media is like me, 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 me. And in reality, it's like I want to start changing the dynamic and doing more for others, not just for myself. You know what I'm saying? So I want to tell my story, but at the same time, through my story, convey those messages of what I'm continuing to learn in my life. And actually, I just released my project this year, um, 32. Um, and literally, it was the story of how I experienced death with my grandfather for the first time. I feel each, pro each project that I've released or each single that I've released has been like a part of my life that I'm expressing um, right. and, and that I learned from it. This project specifically was my my first real experience with death and how it's changing me and how it changed my outlook, not only on life, but how I, I move forward in my life and what I learned from my past. You know what I'm saying? So and what I'm dealing with right now that I think everybody is dealing with on their own level. You know what I'm saying? And I want those type of messages to resonate with my fans and other people that are new listeners that are going to listen to my music and whatever it is that I do. Now, that's what's up, man. No, that's what I'm, I'm, once again, you know, the transparency is key. And I'm definitely glad you're doing it. And I'm definitely glad that you're really talking about expanding past the music, because I think with also maybe being miscon uh, misconstrued with artists and entertainers, that's it, you know, necessarily, and also, you know, in this era, is that they think that the talent is what's stopping them. And it's like, no, it's not really the talent. I mean, the talent, honestly, if you want to say it, it's like five to 10%, you know, the talent, right. That, right. that that's what matters. Everything else, the 90% is the relationships, plus the business, plus what else are you doing with your brand? How else are you getting the fan to really be engaged with your music and understanding right. of your brand? You know what I'm saying? So I'm definitely glad you touched on that. Um, I definitely see about your inspiration. You definitely talked about Eminem. You definitely talked about Drake. You know what I'm saying? For you, how was that influence, you know, possible? And then on top of that, how did you find ways within your craft as you got older and as you grew to not, to not copy their blueprint in a sense and put it into your own blueprint? Yeah, I mean, I've listened to a multitude of, of, I have like a multitude of inspirations and artists. I love Kendrick. I think Kendrick right now is like my number one. Um, we got Cole, we got M, we got, we got Drake. You know, those are all like peoples that I, that I kind of, like, I look up to, but I'm an enthusiast of hip hop and a, and a music connoisseur in general. So I, right. I love them. I, I love to study the legends. Um, I just feel like, I kind of, I think um, there's a saying that's out there that says good artists copy, great artists steal. And it doesn't, that doesn't mean that you're literally stealing somebody's lyrics, but what you're stealing, right. the way in which they did something and emulating it in your own way. You know what I'm right. saying? Uh, the best example I could give is the ma a majority of all the female MCs who come out on mainstream are literally following a blueprint that was set by like him. You know what I'm saying? And Nikki copied that blueprint and Cardi copied that blueprint. Now you look at Ice Spice, that same blueprint is being done just in a different way, their own way, right. their own. 
You know what I'm saying? So with me, like when I listened to Eminem, Eminem was really the one that hit me first where it was like he was talking about his life experiences that I could relate to. So I was like, how can I utilize my life experiences and put them on paper in my own way, tell my own story? So, you know, early in my career, you could hear the real Eminem influence because everything was like barring the shit up, but also very sensitive. Um, right. Then obviously you hear a lot of, sometimes people say they hear a lot of the, the Kendrick in my music, you know what I'm saying? And he is an influence. I, I agree to that. I definitely agree yeah. to that. So so, yeah. so once I started finding my sound, like my, I found my sound through my best friend, um, me and my, my, my best friend, uh, producer Charles Linden, Khalid Brown, he, we've been working together since I was, fuck, since I was like 16. And, wow. um, he was making beats with me. And just recently in the past two projects that I released, he's been the producer on them. And I I just feel this different person come out of me, like it's more me than, than, than any other produced project that I've had. You know what I'm saying? So he brings this other side of me out, like these different dynamic sides of me that it's like, okay, this is this sounds more like a Josh Jacobs song than it does an Eminem song or a Kendrick song. This I know I'm utilizing and making my own. It, especially in this last project, I slowed down my I slowed down my lyrical shit. And it was like not lyrically, I slowed down my pace. And I really wanted people to listen to every single word and vowel that I spoke because there was poignance in each line that I wrote that I wanted mm. people to like really like quotables that 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 I feel that people would it would resonate in their lives and, and utilize like oh shit that that quote by Josh Jacobs is uh is dope I gotta write that down um this is that for example is a track I call 102 um that's like the starting starting point of my of the project where I say is this just a thought or a cognitive distortion is this me a real me being real or me being overly cautious is age just a number of concern I create for me compared to other people the same age as me who I believe might have their life together worried it might be too late for me to succeed in this game or if this game is really made for me mm. overthinking has really served as a plague for me self-doubt and resistance has kept me from Ooh. risking and I don't want you to wait as long as me to see blatantly your maximum potential requires you to live faithfully. You got what it takes and your excuse is an entire lie. You have the same inside you as the people you're inspired by. The work that you put in is the only thing that you control. And if you really want to see results, it's best you let it go. The universe and God will stay in motion what they're meant to do. Get what you put in and what you get out is what's meant for you. Those are like, I wanted to say Jesus Christ. I want to admit it that pace where people could catch it and be like, yo, he's spitting some facts. Like these are things that I've always, I've never really, he's speaking it in a way that's resonating with me that I never really thought about because I feel like we we look up to these artists in such high regard that we don't have that same confidence to say, I can do that. Like this, right. this mental block stopping us where it's like, yeah, mm -hmm. I want to do that. But then I like, I don't think I can. Why? That's that self-doubt that's creeping in. That's, that's that. Yeah, you put these artists on a pedestal and think that because you can't make it there financially, that means you can't make it their skill level. That's bullshit. There's so many people that 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 can literally write and creatively get to that level, if not better, 
but it's just all mm-hmm. about the other work, the other work that you put in. You know what I'm saying? Like I can openly right. admit, like to me, one of the biggest things that I've learned in my journey is self-awareness. I'm not ashamed to say where I could have done better or where I should have done better in my career. You know, I consider myself a late bloomer when it comes to a lot of the shit that I'm learning now. Had I known then what I know now, I feel like that I would be in a different position. So, you know what I'm saying? This goes back to that question that you asked earlier. It was like, you know, what do you think is holding you back? I think I held myself back, to be honest. Okay. Okay. And I feel like I feel like my lack of self-awareness and my lack of um self-honesty kept me in a place where of of growth, kept me in a place of like, am I really trying to do the work enough to get to that next level? Or am I just fooling myself to think, not to say that I'm not working, because I've always been a workaholic, but am I putting the energy in the right places? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's always been in that one specific place of comfortability. If I want to get here, I got to get uncomfortable. I have to learn to get as uncomfortable being uncomfortable as possible. I have to get calm. I'm sorry. that. I got to get as comfortable being uncomfortable as possible so that I can elevate to that next level. And I think that's right. and we all as people, a, a majority of us not, aside from the top 10% of people that have that type of hustle mentality in them, we got to really realize that, that, you know, we got to go past those uncomfortable walls that keep us from that next level. That means you got to do that's work too. You know, that takes work, that takes sacrifice, that takes meditation, that takes self-help, reading self-help books, that takes therapy, that takes all of that. Does. Shit. To, get, to get past that and go to that next level. I literally invested about $400 in a program that helped me understand myself. Um, it's called Road Trip that I do with Matthew McConaughey and Dean Martin. If you look, I mean, Dean Graziani, Graziazzi, I mean, these are like self-help people. These are like self-help gurus that work with Tony Robbins. And they mm-hmm. lived, I did a whole course and program with that. Why? Because this is something that I really want to, like, I want to break through that barrier. I feel like I've gotten here skill-wise and I've had some amazing opportunities in my career that I don't regret, but there's a lot that I haven't done yet. How can I get to that next level? So I'm doing whatever I can within my power to do different. I didn't do that back then. So, you know, now, you know, everything happens for a reason. God, God, it's God's plan, not mine. So if this is where God has taken me at this age and saying, I, it took you this long to figure it out at the end of the day, it's never too late. We're going to figure it out now. So my, my hope and prayer is that I figured this out. If this is meant for me to get to that next level is meant for me. I think it is. And if it, it, whether it be in music or in another area or avenue that I'm going to use to help people, I know that I'm going to succeed at it as long as I continue to do the work. Yeah, that's what's up, man. De- definitely great, great speech and speaking on that. I think that's definitely what's key for artists, what's key for entertainers to like understand at the end of the day, mentality is key. Your body got to be aligned and also everything in, in two got to be in line with yourself and as, as well as in line with the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know definitely for me, you know, um, the last three years, I've been doing everything in my power to get in tune and get everything in line and just be highly knowledge itself, you know, um, Definitely, I went through a lot of things I didn't I didn't talk about on interviews. I may have talked about on on a few interviews that I've been on or guest appearances, but at the end of the day, you know, 
um, I had to make sure I was right before I could come back in front of the camera, if I could act, you know, conduct interviews or whatever. And also too, I think what also helped my career is being the A&R, you know, shout out to DJ Chase with Worldwide Sound Records. Um, definitely um, seeing the other aspect, because I'm not going to lie, you and you and you witnessed it. You know, I was definitely hard on a music artist, you know what I'm saying, as a media personality. But right. it wasn't because I was being a dick. I'm I was doing it because it's like, yo, I'm really like protecting, you know, the culture. You know what I'm saying? So it was definitely, you know, I was right. definitely hot, you know, highly selective, you know, especially when it came to artists, you know, who was coming on my platform, who's coming on my platforms. And the thing that for me, once I became an AR, it kind of decreased the um defensive wall and really started saying, okay, you know what? I need to change things around. And we got to really, you know, help help the artists in a sense, because the narrative kept being it's artist's fault, artist's fault, artist's fault. But then, like I said, as an A&R, I'm looking at the whole to totality of things. And I'm just like, nah, it's not only the artists. It's everybody contributing and fucking up. You know what right. I'm saying? In a, in a sense, right. you know what I'm saying? Um, right. Yes, there are some there are some that were doing that does do for artists. But then there's others. It was too it was too many that would that would that fucking up. So now, right. you know, right. what is an artist, what is an artist to really do or trust per se when it comes to somebody coming up about their career? You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, you know, it's it's not it, it's it's both. It's not like this. It's it's both. So, you know, definitely, I'm definitely glad you touched on that. Um, let me get with the final question here for you. Um I don't know if you caught with Bal. I asked so candy this question. I'm gonna ask you the same question. Um right. The latest video that came out with Bow Wow being asked on the red carpet about his feeling about how hip hop didn't chart this year, right? Or didn't hit the top charts. In your heart of hearts, what do you feel of his response per se? And also to do you feel in your heart of hearts that hip hop dropped the ball in the charts? What was his response again? No, so is it am I so his response was he was saying, he was like, yo, listen, it, it's when people are putting lazy ass work, you know what I'm saying? You're not putting quality music out. The same repetitive type of style and music is always getting put out by artists and stuff like that. So at the end of the day, he's basically saying, like, what, what else did, did anybody expect? You know what I'm saying? And he's saying that it's, it's going to be a long time that nobody's going to put timeless music out, in, in, his, in his opinion, or what he sees. You know what I'm saying? That he doesn't feel nobody has timeless music except past probably Kendrick, Drake, and and, and Cole. That's it. You know what yes. I'm saying? So for, for you, I'm asking you as an artist that's in hip hop, what yeah. do you what 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 has been your feeling with hip hop not charting or not reaching the charts as it should? I I feel that I I truly feel that that um I just feel, I think that to a degree, Bow Wow was right um, in reference to content, you know, content creation. I feel like, I feel like in mainstream hip hop, a lot of the same thing is being promoted. And I remember back in the days, like in the 2000s and before that, a lot of it was diversified. Like, you know, you can hear 50 and Common on the same radio station in the same day. 
You know what I'm saying? Like what I mean by that is like Common was coming with that conscious shit. Kanye was coming with that conscious shit. Then right behind it, you had the gangster shit. You had that 50 Cent. You had that Eminem. You had that 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 woke shit. There's there's a there was a bunch of different things rotating. You had that freaky shit. You know what I'm saying? You you had all of that in rotation. There was a multitude of things. Now I feel like on a lot of the hip hop stations, they're not playing as much diverse music. It's just very centered around the same thing over and over and over. And I feel like there's messages that are going unseen and unheard by artists who are just as talented, if not more talented, but they're not being paid for or put into the mainstream by these bigger companies. Like there's so mm. many artists that are underground or like internet on the internet that are like so amazing and are not being right. heard just based off the fact that these labels are not putting anything, any money behind them or anything because it's like, that's not quote unquote in. Like at the end of the day, now what determines what's in, you look at TikTok, it's like TikTok is literally a, a minute little spectrum of what of a bigger picture. It's like, they they decide what's in now. Whatever the internet decides is in is what's, what's gonna be popping. You know what I'm right. saying? And, and, and I feel like if you put a lot more messages that are different messages into the to the mainstream ear and have people see different things, I feel like <clears throat> I feel like there are, I'll be a lot more charting albums. Like, for example, like I feel like Killer Mike's album that he just came out with, Michael, I think that that freaking album is amazing. But Shit, I... nine times out of ten, you ain't going to see it on the Billboard charts like that. Why? Because they're, they're not putting a shitload of money behind it and saying, oh, yeah, I got to hear Killer Mike. <laughs> but if you listen to Killer Mike's music, it's so influential. Like, there's things about it that is going to help not the average person or the average Black person or the average, you know, person that's that's coming from the, these, these, these communities that go through the things that Killer Mike is talking about in his records. Like, it's not, it's not, not everything got to be all party. <clears throat> shit like that we understand that this is that's part of the culture have people listen to other things too it's like if you listen to kendrick's last album why isn't uh a few of those tracks charting and being put in rotation at one at, you know we in new york so 105.1 or at night or at hot 97 like you know what i'm saying it's like the, the, there's a bunch of those tracks that are fired and and have a, a, a message that should be heard by the public but because it's too woke or oh, it's not mainstream, all of a sudden they're not being put in that category. It's like, come on, bro. Like, you know, let's let's diversify. Right. Let's not hate on each other because I'm not saying that a conscious rapper and a and a mainstream rapper should hate each other or a underground independent rapper should should hate on a signed rapper. I'm not saying that we all should coexist and, and show love to each other. But shut, start shedding light on not just the people that are there for the money for the money aspect because you think that that's what's in. Show love to these other people that actually have other things to say, and you, I think you start to see a shift in the culture where people will start to listen a little more. You know what I'm saying? You'll have more of a diverse people listening, not just the average people that listen to your radio station all the time for the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up, man. I'm, I'm definitely glad you touched on that. I mean, um, the best thing I, I do tell artists or I tell anybody in entertainment, 
um, not to only rely on those that that can back you, but if you're going to do it yourself, just make sure your SEO is strong. I think a lot of artists, I think a lot of artists, um, I think it was the marketing that was weak because not to say that the talent isn't there or that there aren't people that are not able to be shown. It's, it's, I think it's, it's more has to go with, okay, how well are they marketing their content? You know what I'm saying? Because keep put it like this, right? Things changed for me during pandemic when I started really working on my SEO. Now, mind you, I'll keep right. it a buck. And you know, I always keep it a buck. I keep it funky with everybody. Remo right. Marac, my numbers are not as high as they should be for whom I am, right? Right, but right. what's getting me in the rooms is, okay, shit, is SEO, oh shit, it's popping here, it's popping there. If a person was to search me on Google, let's just say, put my name in it, you see the articles, you see, oh shit, his podcast is on iHeartRadio, it is on Spotify, it is on Google, oh shit, there is a website I could trust and see where the content is at, because it keeps constantly hitting, and I'm not saying that artists aren't doing it, but I feel if they really put the emphasis on that, not only just with what they create, but also to really, really, really put a heavy emphasis on it, you could definitely make an impact yeah. You know, you know, I mean, going through, all, you know what I'm saying? All about it's all about education and team, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. If if you don't if you don't have a team just yet, then a lot of this shit you gotta do yourself. Like uh, for example, like for me, I literally had to open books. Like it's a, I, I I never opened as many books as I've opened in the past like year. <laughs> literally. Bro, and, and to be honest, you gotta start, you know, learning from the people who are actually doing it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like right right now, like you got, you almost kind of kind of emulate the person. And it's not even kind of, you have to pick a person that you feel is somebody that's just like, like in your, in your realm, like that, that right. I don't, that's literally where you want to be. And then figure mm-hmm. out how the fuck that motherfucker got there. So it's like when I, when I, if I, if I could talk about somebody that I feel like I'm looking good to is La Russell. Like right. I fact that La Russell is a true independent who grew his platform from the ground up, but also started an LLC. He's traveling everywhere. He's performing. He's performing all over the country um, and doing his own shows. They're not these big ass like stadium shows, but he's growing a grassroots like fan base and like definitely buying into his shit. He's saying, yo, Y'all, y'all could pay whatever y'all want for your ticket. Y'all could pay whatever y'all want. Yeah, I'll give y'all the decision. And it's like you're getting you're putting the decision in the hands of your consumer. Now they're they're gonna want to even tune in even more. It's like word, like oh. whatever I want to, you know, oh. that that business model, and I'm and I I'm looking at him like, wow, that is a genius business model and it's working for you. You know what I'm saying? Oh. And, and don't have to be this famous person where you walk around and everybody gotta attack you like that's what I mean by my whole thing has changed like since I was young I wanted that it's like I was like oh, I want everybody to recognize me and I want to be a superstar and da, da, da. but for me it's kind of like now that I've grown and I've seen what you bro we've been in the same rooms we've been we've we've networked these with these people we've met you know celebrities or whatever and to be honest like if I'm keeping it a stack, it's corny to me, bro. Like it is. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. That's hey, that's for you. It's me. That's it's, you. 
is the egos that 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 flow in the rooms. It's like yeah. I, I don't mind it because it's it's all love for me. But it's like the the egos and the way people act. Like, uh, is that really how you act when you're away from here? Because you think you're somebody now in this room because you're surrounded by different people that makes you better than me. I just and I and I feel like that's a that's a that's a thing in the industry. And this is just at this level. Imagine at a higher level, like going to a Grammy or something. Like Macklemore said it. Macklemore said it in a few of his songs. Where he's like, I'm I'm in the Grammys, and half these people I don't even know, and they bougie as hell, acting like they who the fuck they are. And it's like this ain't Yo. my style, bro. Like. And for me, it's like I, I I was I love walking into those rooms, but honestly, the minute the shit is over, I want to get the fuck out. <laughs> and I'm just being honest because I just hey, that's just me. I, I'm that right. type of hey, no, that's all right, and that's okay. I'll keep it a stack. That's just that's just how I am. And and there's people that I love. I love I got love for everybody, but the minute I feel I'm a person of energies. Once I start feeling weird with energies, that's why I don't go out like that. I'm like. Yeah, I gotta go. If the energy's funky for me, I'm like, I don't hate nobody here. I got love for everybody, but this just ain't me. I'm out. That that's why I go to networking events when I have to. But if not, I'm back home doing what I have to do on the computer, right? Recording my music, doing whatever I need to do work wise. I'm not. I can. I wouldn't consider myself a hermit because it's not like I don't go out, you know, just to spend time. But I'm a I'm a family guy. I spend time with my family when I can. I spend time with As my you should. And the only time I go out to these network events is if I have to. Other than that, right. I'm good. And that's the type of life that I want to live. You know what I'm saying? I want to mm-hmm. live that. If once I've decided that this is the type of life I want to live, now I want to know what I need to do to build around that. What do I need to do to get to that level? And that's that's what that's my goal. And I think that's right. what everybody's goal should be. That doesn't mean that my goal is any better than anybody else's. The other person may want to be a superstar. That's great. Yo, I give you all power to you. If that happens to me subconsciously and, and it happens, and you know what? That's what was in in my in God's plan. You know what I'm saying? And and I believe I have that talent. I know I have that talent. It ain't about right. talent. Point. It's just about what you said earlier. Marketing is key. And I didn't market myself the right way when I was coming up. And I didn't know what I know now. I didn't educate myself. I didn't read. Right. I didn't have him. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have that squad with me to help me get there. It was just really me and figuring out at my own wits. So now that I'm understanding things a little bit more, I'm like, okay, I got to build a team at some point. I got to do this. I got to do that. I'm putting all these places together. I just started my my LLC, Enlightened LLC. This first time announcing it right now. So that's going to be the new, the new LLC that's going to be coming out. I'm doing the website for it. I'm doing all the business, the background stuff, um, the background shit behind it, which is why you haven't really seen me too active on Instagram is because I I learned how I am. I got to do things one at a time, bro. I can't do everything at the same time because my anxiety will go to shit. <laughs> Not like, to laugh with anxiety, but I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like Will Smith said in his book, one brick at a time. You know what I'm saying? And I'm building those bricks, doing what I have to do on the back end. Once I'm done with that, okay, cool. How am I going to learn about the advertising? I'm going to learn about the marketing. Okay, cool. Once I get to that point, okay, 
Um, how what content do I need to make? How consistent do I need to make it? Boom, 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 boom. Once I get all those bricks together, I know that I'm gonna succeed. It's just it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So I feel like that 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 in itself could be uh, a teachable thing for the people that are listening because I didn't know none of this shit. It took me having to go through the fire and having to actually take the time to stop, breathe, and learn educate myself to really understand what it is that I need to do in order to be successful. All right, man, yo. Woo! <laughs> Damn, this, this shit was fire. I ain't gonna hold you. My creators, we went there. And this conversation was amazing. Yo, Josh, man, I know we should all know about you, B.O. We're gonna reach out to my creators right now. Ah, ah let everybody know where to call uh, you at. All right, you know guys. Once again, guys, my name is Josh Jacobs. Y'all can follow me at who is Josh Jacobs on Instagram, uh, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud. Uh, you could go on um, Spotify and Apple Music. Uh, just search Josh Jacobs. I do have a new album out right now. Um, I released it off of about 12 weeks of singles, but it's all in a cumulative album. It's called nice. 30. 32. I mean, it's out right now as a playlist, and it's also out collectively on SoundCloud and on Bandcamp as an album, so you can go listen to it or you can download it. Um, like I said before, I just started my LLC, Enlightened. Be on the lookout for Enlightened LLC. It's going to be a hub, not only for me, but I want it to be a collective for people to come to. Um, it's in... Um, it's uh, the definition of the uh, LLC is uh, in the present, like to darkness, end of turmoil. That is the abbreviation of it. That's so, dope. And I and I want my and it's through entertainment. So I want people to not only listen to the music, but listen to everything else that comes after it. And I hope that this platform will be a good point and base for other people to create a, a not only just a fan base, but a group, a community of people to come together and really not only listen to music, to create, to, to be put out there. I look to do a lot of things with this this LLC. So hopefully let's see how the future unfolds. That's what's up, man. You already know what it is, man. My creatives, this is episode 132, season seven of The Cuts Podcast, Culture, Urban Technology, and Sports. Yours truly, the neighborhood, uh, you of Hip Hop, Remo Marak, the neighborhood Rugas Ray, the social Hip Hop, Remo Marak, you already know what it is. You know what to follow me at, at Remo Marac underscore on Instagram and on TikTok, uh, at Remo Marac on Twitter. Go to the website, RemoMarac.com, and you already know, you know where to catch the Cuts Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google, Apple, DJ Chase Radio, Amazon Music. You already know what it is, and on YouTube as well. You know what's up. You know what it is. Ah, if I start doing that, you got to pound that chest. That's PTC. It's that hands over the eyes. It's that <laughs> chew up. You already know what it is, baby. And that's peace. Hey, pleasure, Remo. Have a good one, man. Yes, 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 yes. We go up. Chasing this money, it give me a rush. I am the shit and I still can't be flushed. Still in the six and I still can't be touched. Yeah. Raving rap bitches, eat them up for lunch. Moving that white like the Brady Bunch. Remo get on that mic. Yeah, yeah. yeah Remo get on, Remo get in an interview. Yo, that shit gonna shake the fuck around. Yeah, what's up? What's going on? You already know the hog. Everybody's like, oh, shit. The f is yeah, this? that energy.